Is your family touched by autism, Downs, or another related syndrome? Do you know of a family in this situation? If so, stay with us all the way to the end of this very special video podcast. And please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share to help us spread the word about this great organization. Cruising is a wonderful way to vacation that everyone should experience at least once in their lifetimes. Today on this very special episode of RTE Travel Talk, I want to introduce you to a very special organization, Autism on the Seas, whose mission it is to make is to make that dream come true for adults, children, and families living with autism and Down syndrome and other related disabilities. With me today to discuss the great work that this organization does is Janet Josephson. Janet is a group volunteer with the organization and is a professor of exceptional education at Millersville University of Pennsylvania and holds master's degrees in elementary education and special special education from Hunter College. And it also holds a PhD in special education from the University of Delaware. Hi, Janet. Welcome to RTE Travel Talk. Hello, thanks for having me today. My pleasure. It's great to have you with us. I must confess that I discovered your organization via another interview with one of our real travel experts. And seeing what you do, I just knew that I had to talk with you so we could draw attention to the great work your organization is involved with. So why don't you give our viewers and listeners an overview of just what is Autism on the Seas and the magic you help to bring to families? Sure. So Autism on the Seas is basically a travel agency. Uh, we have been in existence since 2007. Our founder, Mike Sabell, has sort of our home base in Connecticut. I actually just got off a cruise this past week. Here's my sea pass. Um, we were back in business after over 500 days not being at sea due to the pandemic. So we aim to provide supportive care for our families traveling with exceptional guests during uh, mostly cruises, but we also do some resort stays as well. I'm most familiar with the cruising uh, myself. And um, our job really is to make sure that the entire family has a vacation because for many of them, the kinds of supports and services that we provide aren't the kinds of things that they would get elsewhere at say, you know, the generic kids club that might be on board at the ship. Um, We are a staff of trained behavior experts, special education experts, et cetera. So we come with an additional skill base in addition to just kind of loving working with kids. We have that additional knowledge base to really make sure that all of our families' needs are met from the moment they arrive at the port to the moment that they disembark on their final day. How many people are part of the team? How many will go with you? So this past week was an exceptionally small group. We had two families and five staff members. And that might sound a little bit out of proportion, but the general structure is each cruise has a group leader and Mm -hmm. a group leader assistant. And then in addition to that, families can choose if they want to have their um, exceptional child be served through a one-on-one. So sort of having their own dedicated volunteer for their child, their son or daughter. And um, they also have the choice of being part of the general staff program, which means that there's one staff member for every two families with exceptional guests. So on this particular trip, um, one family chose to have two one-on-ones for their two children and the other family needed someone for general staff so we brought that person along so our numbers were definitely a little different this time around but 
you know, it really varies. The number of staff really varies based on the number of families that are joining us and whether or not they want that one-on-one -on -one service or if they're okay with um, sort of that one-on-two service that is more, the more typical program. Okay. I suppose it may vary by the needs of the child or is that pretty much standard? Yeah, it definitely varies based on the needs of the child and, and just also sometimes the families, right? Like, so their first cruise, they might say, I'd like my child to be supported through the general staff. And right. then they see these one-on-ones working with kids and they go, huh, wouldn't that be nice for next time? So a lot of times we'll see families sort of level up um, on their second or third cruise to get a one-on-one -on -one because it's a little more flexible and it offers a little more customization than uh, a general staff would because general staff is following the schedule. But, you know, for the day, which I could talk about later, but, you know, the one-on-one -on -one staff can say, hey, you don't feel like eating breakfast at 8 a.m.? When would you like to eat? I'll be there to support your family, that kind of thing. So for families with special needs, kids and adults, what are the main benefits available to them? Yeah, so some of the things that we do as a staff for our families include priority, embarkation, and disembarkation. So we basically, to say it short, we get to cut the lines. Um, we don't spend a lot of time waiting because waiting for an exceptional child can lead to some unexpected behaviors that could be dangerous or scary or concerning for people who don't understand the work that we do or the population that we work with. Right. Um, can also be really stressful for the family. So we provide that sort of at the bookend. Then on a typical cruise day, we provide assistance at all three meals. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast and lunch are typically more of a casual drop-in, drop-out sort of buffet. Dinner is typically the sit-down meal, and all of our families are sort of situated within one area of the dining room. Sometimes we're even able to get like a little corner or a little alcove where we can support our families there. And throughout the entire meal process, you'll see our staff getting up to help support the kids, to make sure that our families have those immediate foods that they need on their table for the pleasure of their child, uh, to keep them comfortable. Um, we'll make sure that you know mom and dad aren't getting up to deal with a, you know, a run to the bathroom. We'll make sure to take care of all of that for them. And sometimes it might just look like us joining in at their table and just kind of facilitating a conversation among the family. So we really try to gauge what each family wants from us during those meal times. Right. In addition to the meals, we also provide respite, which is kind of the behavioral, the special education term for uh, childcare. So on sea days, we may provide uh, respite two times after lunch for an hour and a half or two hours and after dinner for about two hours. And that's an opportunity for our families to bring their um, exceptional guest and their typically developing siblings, if they wish, to our conference room that we have on the ship where they get to engage with staff, we'll plan activities with them. Sometimes if our numbers and staffing make it safe, we might even take our group to go see one of the shows on board and we will sit separate from our families so that it's very clear that we're taking care of your kids right now. You just need to enjoy the show. And then we also get private venue sessions. So if our guests want to use the water slides or right. the flow rider, the surfing, uh, we get a private session on that so that our guests don't have to wait in a line. Um, and that could be really great because I mean, it's just us. And it's usually right at the beginning of the day when there wouldn't typically be lines for waiting anyway. Right. I took the opportunity while doing my research to review some of the video that you've produced. And I have to tell you, in my view, cruising is a magical thing to begin with. But to see the light in those kids' eyes, the fact that you can give them that experience, plus the fact to give those parents who are 24-7 
dedicated to their kids and young adults to give them a bit of a rest and let them enjoy a vacation, it's simply a wonderful thing. Absolutely, and many tell us that this is their first vacation that's actually felt like a vacation. You know, they might come in on day one a little bit nervous um, because they don't know us and yeah. we don't exactly know their child, but we know child behavior in general. So um, our families tend to quickly realize the capabilities of our volunteer staff and just what we're able to do and accomplish uh, to ensure that everyone really enjoys their week with us. So do you get many families as repeat cruisers and guests? I bet. I bet. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's kind of funny. We have... Um, we do a group photo, it's kind of our tradition at the end of the yeah. week, we take a group photo with the staff and families and something that the AOTS office has decided is each year, depending on how many cruises you've taken, you get a different color t-shirt. So you sort of start out with this heather gray when you're brand new, but you could work your way all up, your way up to like yellow and red and navy blue. Um, and a lot of our families that are repeat cruisers will say like, I can't wait to black shirt it next year, you know, and get that black shirt, meaning it's their umpteenth cruise. Yeah. Um, so that's also really fun is just seeing all of the different um, colors on everyone's shirts to kind of know how many times they've cruised with us. And many say they'll never cruise solo again. So how many cruise departures a year do you normally do? So um, the organization as a whole has several cruises running each month. Um, I would say that like January, February are typically a little slower, but we have cruises and resort stays running throughout the year. Our group leaders tend to do anywhere from four, five, six, seven, maybe even eight cruises per year. Um, and then our volunteer staff, um, they sort of put in their availability and they're sort of randomly selected based on their availability. Hey, you're available for this one out of Fort Lauderdale. Would you like to staff this? And our volunteers have a time frame where they can decide whether or not that's something they want to do. Because of course, you know, there are some expenses on their part just to maybe get to the port and park their car and things like that. Right. No, for sure. sure. That amount of cruises and groups and departures month over month, your agency must be just totally dedicated to this. Is this all you do? I mean, we definitely have families who book trips, you know, through Autism on the Seas just as like an unstaffed excursion uh, or an right. unstaffed trip. Um, they heard about us. They're not interested in our services, but they want some of the privileges of being able to get on the ship early and get off the ship early. Um, and so we do have a fair number of families that book that way okay. um, yeah. as well. I also noticed on your website that there's something called a cruise assistance package. Can you expand on this a little bit for us? Sure. So a lot of what we, um, so some of our cruise assistants, we have a foundation, which is the Autism on the Seas Foundation. It is a scholarship, basically, a foundation where families who are in financial need uh, can put in an application to receive a grant to help them uh, fund their first cruise and or wh whichever cruise you know they're taking and uh, I've actually been able to travel with several grant recipients um, in the past and uh, it's a really wonderful thing to see them uh, be able to get our support and get a vacation, especially when they weren't quite sure that that would happen. Um, we're constantly doing things to fundraise, um, to bring in more money for that foundation. Uh, right now we have a series of virtual auctions happening online where you can buy a certain number of bids and you know part of the bid pays for the actual product that you might win but the other part of the bid goes directly into the foundation so we've been really active during the uh the non-travel period that we experienced in 2020 trying to raise funds uh, to make sure that when we're back in action our families can get the assistance that they need and come cruise with us wonderful now correct me if i'm wrong but you started with royal 
Caribbean. Yeah, right? so Royal Caribbean was one of the first um, sort of partnerships with autism on the seas. Um, and to this day, I mean, if I had to guess, I, I could be a little off on this, but I'd say like at least 90% of our cruises are with Royal Caribbean. They are just wonderful in, they have their own autism sensitivity training that they go through, but they're just wonderful in understanding our needs. Uh, we do cruise sometimes with uh, Carnival and sometimes with Disney Cruise Lines. I think occasionally there's been like a Norwegian cruise here or there, but it is predominantly uh, Royal Caribbean that's our main uh, cruise provider. That makes sense. Both Royal Caribbean and Disney Cruise Lines are very family-oriented cruise lines. Absolutely. do an absolutely outstanding job. So you, men you mentioned that you had special activities and you spend time with the kids. Do you try to integrate them into some of the regular ship activities or is that mostly separate? How does that work? Yeah, so, you know, typically the first couple of times that we're working with our guests, um, it may be that we're just supporting them in, in our respite, in our, in our conference room. But as we get to know our guests and mm -hmm. see that, you know, who's interested in what, and we learn a little bit more about them through sitting with them at meals, we start to uh, find opportunities on the ship. So for example, on this last cruise, we had uh, an individual who loved trivia and was really, really good at trivia and actually won uh, the cartoon trivia on the ship. <laughs> so, you know, that was like an activity that we were able to support. Um, right, there was also right. family karaoke happening one night and all of our guests got up and sang a song at karaoke, some with family support, some without support, some with staff support. Um, and it just was a really um, friendly environment. Um, in fact, one of our guests sang a Christmas song and then another person from the cruise, just a general cruise attendee, jumped in and sang a Christmas song afterwards, like almost to kind of validate them singing about Christmas in August, um, which was really kind uh, to see and really validating. So, you know, and certainly, I mean, if there's something going on board that we think our guests might enjoy, we'll offer it to them. We'll, we'll check in with their family and say, you know, do you think this is something they'd like to do? But sometimes our guests really want to um, sit in the room with us and like play cards or you know, take walks with us around the ship, go find like the live music and just listen. So really we cater to whatever they want to do. I've had cruises where we are out and about all the time. And I've had cruises where we are in the respite room the whole time because that's what our guest wants. So right. we just sort of, we, we go with what they, what they prefer. How does it work in the ports? Yeah, so um, getting to port is um, quite the process to see. We sort of have what we call a peel-off procedure. Um, so each staff member is sort of stationed at a different point in port. Now there's added protocols now with um, additional health screenings and such. So we've sort of had to modify our protocols a little bit. But in general, there's individuals from our staff in orange staff shirts holding orange banners or balloons right outside. And our families know to look for us and to announce themselves like, hey, I'm part of autism on the seas. And usually there's a port worker who says, oh, they're right over there. That's who you want. And so uh, we connect with them immediately. We get a family picture just so that we know down the line who we're looking for. So right. when the person outside at the front door says, you know, the Gonzalez family is here, the Josephson family is here, we have a picture and we know exactly who we're looking for. Right. And then uh, when they move into the first step, which 
might be security. Um, the net, there's another staff member there at security flagging them on, and they'll send out a message saying, you know, the this family is now at security, and then they will ship them along to the next stage. So it's very much like we take the thinking out of arriving at port. We're right. also able to expedite our guests. So there's typically a special line for um, guests with exceptionalities, and we're able to go in that line with our guests and make sure that they make it through without without any issues, and that you know we explain to the port authorities that, you know, we might need a little more time or we might need a little more space and that's okay. We're here to help however we can. And then, you know, we we sometimes might have a little waiting area for them. Sometimes it's a private waiting area if the ship is not yet open. And then from there, you know, once we get on board, the cruise starts. Everybody goes to the wind jammer and gets their buffet and, you know, goes to check their rooms and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 so and so it already starts and, and so and so it should be. Mm-hmm. So that's great for departure and embark- embarkation and debarkation. What about the when you visit a port in between, like during the cruise? Um, yeah. So we have staff assisted excursions. Okay. So on this most recent trip, uh, we spent a day in Grand Bahama Island. Right. That was actually a staff day off. So um, our families were free to do their own excursions that day if they wanted us. Assistance, they could talk to the group leader and the group leader would ask one of the staff members, hey, are you interested in helping this family? They'd like to go shopping. And we have, you know, the, the flexibility of saying, yes, I'm interested or no, I'm going to take my day off. But thanks for asking. Um, we spent two days in Coco Cay. Those were our assisted excursion days. So okay. what happens was we got off the ship with our families and we took them to a specific location. Group leader at the front holding a Autism on the Seas flag, group leader assistant at the back holding an Autism on the Seas flag so we can make sure we know where our bookends are, that we don't lose anyone as we're traveling. Get everybody onto the tram, get them to our little relaxation spot. And then usually right at that point, our guests are like ready to run into the wave pool or you know go find a spot on the beach. So our staff is ready. We just drop our things and we go support those those kids and families for the, for the afternoon. Typically around 11:30 or 12, we'll start to kind of wrap up and we'll bring them over to an area where we'll have a lunch. And then once lunch is over, families have the option of staying unassisted or getting some help from us to get back on the ship if they want to spend their next few hours on the ship. Because those excursion days, being out in the sun for so long, um, our staff is typically on duty for about four hours or so during those excursion days. Because we know a well-rested staff is inattentive staff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, I would heartily agree with that. So where can folks find more information about the wonderful work that you folks do? Yeah, so our website is uh, scrolling here, I believe. It's www.autismontheseas.com. We also have a really great Facebook presence if you just look up Autism on the Seas. And also, um, if you're interested in hearing maybe from families or seeing some of the questions that families have, we have a Facebook group that's called Autism on the Seas Community uh, that you can join and you can kind of get some perspective from other families. That's a great place to post a question that you have. And sometimes someone from the AOTS home office will actually jump in and respond um, there as well if they need to clarify anything or um, provide information that maybe the other families haven't been able to provide. Janet? This has been incredibly informative. I can't begin to tell you how much I am moved by the great work you are doing. Is there anything else you think our viewers and listeners might need to know? Well, I would say that, you know, if there's anyone watching this who has, you know, any questions or any reservations, I would definitely say to contact the the home office. Um, The number is 1-800-516-516. 
5247. Um, and, you know, check in there and find out a little bit more about what we do. If you have specific questions, many of the office staff um, have actually cruised with us to experience the work that we do. And, you know, they're very attentive to the needs of our families. If you have concerns that your child only eats a certain brand of bread, they can address that with you. You know, it's, it's just a wonderful organization. And, you know, if you're on the other side of things and you're, let's say, a special education uh, professional, we're always looking for volunteers. So uh, if you go to autismontheseas.com, there is a link for how you can apply to be a volunteer. Um, it involves a little bit of a background check, a resume review, and an interview. Um, but getting into our database to be a potential Autism on the Seas volunteer staff member is another way that you can support the organization and kind of get the word out about the work that we do. That's great. I'll put those links in the description so people can find that information. Wonderful. Janet, what you and your organization is doing is just wonderful. I wish you and your team smooth sailing both now and long into the future. Wonderful. Thank you again. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. And that about wraps things up for today, folks. My very special thanks to Janet Josephson of Autism on the Seas for that informative interview. The work that they do is absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to leave all of the relevant links that Janet talked about in the description below. If anybody out there would like to uh, reach Autism on the Seas, book a cruise, find out more information, or contribute to their foundation. If you'd like to get in touch with us, simply leave us a comment. Send us an email at questions at realtravelexperts.com or visit our website, realtravelexperts.com. We always respond and we'd love to hear from you. And as always, folks, and especially on this video, if you enjoyed the video, a like, a subscribe, and a share uh, would certainly be appreciated and helps us spread the word about this fine, fine, fine organization. So until next time, happy travels. <laughs>